and we're off. We're recording. Welcome everyone. That's me in the wind in the on the camera. Hi, nice to see you all here. I'm going to turn my camera off now because there's no there's no point. Now that you've all seen that I'm alive and that I can smile every now and then, that's me smiling. Um, let's get on the way. All right, here we are on the Small Business Masterminds Foundation webinar about purpose, the purpose of business with a capital B. Um, session will go for about an hour uh, or a few minutes more, depending on how many questions we get and that kind of stuff. Um, and um, it's my it's really my my favorite topic, the purpose of business. I um, I could go on about it forever, and so I hope you'll get some really good stuff out of it, out of it. So this is what it's looking like today. Um, I'm going to give you a whole heap of stuff. You know, as, as much as I can cram into your brains in the time that we have, and you know, hang on, okay, because I love it, as I said, and um, and you know, I love this topic. I think it's a foundation of uh, the best, most amazing businesses in the world. This purpose stuff with a capital P and. Um, and I'll tell you in a minute what the agenda for today is. And at the end, I'll also give you uh, the offer, the option of taking a um, taking up a special offer for attendees today to uh, to take a next step if you like, if you want to. Um, some general comments. It's been proven over and over, and those of you who've um, been on these webinars from you before have heard me say this before because I do say it every time. It's been proven over and over that passively sitting and listening to someone talking means that you're going to forget 90% of what you've heard in less than a week. You really will. If you want to get as much return on your investment of, uh, of your time on a Thursday evening to being here, being part of this workshop, there's only one way to go and that's to participate. And the best way that to ensure that you're focused is by working through the worksheet as we go along. Um, and if you haven't done so already, as I said before, please download it at tiny.cc purposeful page. The link's at the top of your chat window there. Um, also, put up your hand, ask questions, get involved, argue with me, uh, take me to task. Um, put the fire to my uh, to my feet if you want. The more, the better, because the more you get involved, the more questions you ask, the more you will take away from it. I will have everybody on mute as a, by default, but if uh, if it's if it's it, it might prove useful at time, we can take people individually from you to have a disc have a conversation. But it happens fairly rarely because I find um, that the, asking questions via the chat window is just as effective, and we don't run the risk of losing control of the technology which often happens when um when you're on these webinars and but this way it goes it's safe um but you know you ask ask a question and i'll uh, stop and check in with you or if you put up your hand meaning you don't understand or you uh, you want more information please do so via the my, my mood button sometimes i will let the questions uh, pile up a little bit and um, and let them and to you know, get to a certain point. Um, 
quickly as I always say, please don't do any of those while you're on this webinar, because if you do, you won't get what you could from here. And this is our agenda. We're going to check in where you are around this topic. We're going to talk about why purpose, business, the purpose of business matters and what are the four principles of purpose and why purpose of business is not money. And I'm going to give you some tools. Then we're going to talk about them. I'm going to give you, a, read you a business, one of my business bedtime stories. And we'll talk about the lessons of the best of bedtime stories and the seven key questions that we need to ask ourselves to find the purpose of our business, um, as I mentioned before, I will make you a special offer and then we go into action because nothing happens unless we take action. Um, for those of you who don't know me yet, and there's a couple of people here that haven't, um, I don't think I've ever really talked about and shoot me if uh, um, that's, that was really rude because we were great friends. <laughs> I don't think so, no. um, but there's a few people I know, a few people I don't. So that's me. You just saw me on the video camera too. Um, and I'm a business coach and I'm a mentor and I help small business owners become less daunted and less overwhelmed in their lives as business owners and to feel great about themselves. And I do that by making helping make business fun and build businesses that sustain them for years to come. And that is also the title of my newest book, The Ten Truths for, for the Ten Truths for Making Business Fun and Building a Business that Sustains You for Years to Come. And if you haven't got it yet, then I, sus I, I suggest you go to my website and on the homepage you'll find um, buttons to download it for free in ebook form. Or if you want to meet up with me and Shout me your coffee, I'll, happen, I'll happily give you a paperback film. So today is the Master, Small Business Masterminds web, webinar, and it's about the first truth of all my books, to be honest, including the newest one. Um, and, and in truth number one in my second book, it says, a business that sustains you for years to come has a purpose for existing far beyond making profit or maximizing shareholder value. And in truth number one of... of um, of book number one, of, of the first book, The Ten Truths for Raising a Healthy, Bouncy Business, it says a business without true purpose and passion isn't. Um, that's what we're talking about today, and these are my outcomes. I want you to all walk away enthusiastic with at least one action that you're committed to taking in your business around getting clarity about the purpose of your business, and I want you to all leave it a greater appreciation of what, it, uh, of what it takes to build a business that's fun and that sustains you for years to come. Because all of us are good at what we do, at our profession, our skill, our trade, but we're not necessarily so good at, um, at all the other aspects that it takes to build a business that's fun, and, and these are some of the other aspects. So the first wheel there is what we're talking about today, but then there's planning, numbers, money, Predictability or rhythm, I call that. Um, uh, yeah, customers, customers, um, uh, sales, innovation, market, marketing, people, and leadership, and all of those things lead to this, right? Overwhelm. It's too much, too much to focus on. It's just simply too much. Um, so that's what I do. I, I I'm committed to helping small business owners around the world feel a less of this, less of this overwhelm 
and feeling daunted about the demands of developing your business and to have more fun. And so um, that's also what we're here about because today the purpose is the first step, getting clear about the purpose. So um, what I'd like you to do is to go to your worksheet and um, on the second page, there's a question that some of you have answered before when you've been on previous webinars with me. And um, the question is, it's got some space underneath it. The question is, right now, this coming month, month, what is the biggest challenge you face in your business? What's the one thing that keeps you awake most? So take a moment to write the answer to that question down on your worksheet. And I'll give you a minute silence while I have a cup of tea. And just below that box, on the same on the worksheet on the same page, there's an, there's another question, and that question is, what is your outcome from being on this webinar? What is your outcome from being here today, this evening? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to walk away with? And when I ask you to focus on that. I ask you to think about, well, what is it? How do I have to be? What is it? How do I have to be here this evening on this webinar that gives me the greatest opportunity to getting that outcome? All right. So let's get started and see, check in with all of you about where you are around the purpose of business. So we're going to do a poll, and that's going to take me a second to load up. There we go. Bang. Here's the poll. It's on your worksheet, I think, page three, the top of, work, of your worksheet, page three. And these are the questions. The questions are... When I think of the purpose of my business, the purpose with a capital P of my business, what I feel is A, frustrated because all I seem to be able to do is complete, compete on price. It seems like my market and my customers have mostly no other interest in my business than being the cheapest. Or B, I feel confused. I don't understand. I thought making profit would be the most important reason for my business to exist. Or C, hamstrung because I know where I want to go and what I want to achieve, but my customers seem, seem to want me to go somewhere else most of the time. Or D, excited because I absolutely know what my business exists for and my customers and my staff are just as excited about that as I am. So please answer the questions, A, B, C, or D. Pick one. And we've got a couple of people coming in across A, B, and C. Any more? Any more people want to vote? Vote early and vote often. And I'll count to 10. Okay. Well, most people are actually in A. Let's see. We've got... Um, we've got... 60% roughly uh, people in A. And... Um, 25 or thereabouts in B. And... Um, and the rest in C, no one in D. That's, of course, not that surprising because 
what you want to be here otherwise. <laughs> so that's it. Um, that's great. So it look, th thanks for that, everyone. Um, a, B, and C, and mostly A. Mostly that's because people are frustrated because all I seem to be able to do is compete on price. It seems like my market and my customers are mostly no other interest. And there's a few, fair few people that are confused um, and some that are hamstrung. And look, that's generally what the answer I get whenever I ask this question of anyone, right, in, in, um, uh, in small business. Um, and 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 but, but why does that matter? What's 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 so important about that? Why do we need to get clear about the purpose of our business? Why do we need to drive our business forward with a big P in our hand? What, and, and and okay, how do we find out what that uh, what that purpose is? Where is it? What's uh, what if it's not just money? What is it? Well. This is the first statement to, work, to care about. If you don't care about why your business exists, oh, hello, Linda, thanks for joining us. We've just gotten on the way. If you don't, and if you haven't done so yet, Linda, um, I would advise you to download the worksheet from the link at the top of the chat window. So if you haven't done so yet, please do. Um, and any questions, please feel free to type them in the chat window. So if you don't care why your business exists, your customers won't either. Um, and if you don't care about the purpose of your business, you, if you, if you, sorry, let me just say that again. If you don't care why your business exists, your customers won't either. And then all that is left is to compete on price. And competing on price is just a dog's game. For one thing, because, you know, there's always someone who will do it cheaper. Always, right? And so that's the purpose of this call. How can we go about uncovering the purpose of our business? Because that's that's where, what it's about. Um, so I'm going to give you some deeper insight and understanding. And uh, I'll direct you to some simple tools. And we start by the four principles. The four principles, the, the four key principles. The first of the principle, the key principle, four key principles is that the purpose of business is not to make money. The second is that competing on price is not a strategy for sustainable success of your business. The third is that in order to avoid having to compete on price, you need to be clear about the purpose of your business. And fourth, the purpose of your business has to relate, relate to your customers' needs. So let's get into more depth about those four principles. The first thing I say, um, and, and, why, and to understand why I say that the, the purpose of business is not making lots of money. And it, because that statement runs counter to most people's understanding of business at all levels. We've, we've all heard the refrain, and it's echoed by business gurus around the world, about maximizing shareholder value. But so am I saying that there's something wrong with making money? No, of course not. On the contrary, making profit is great. Absolutely nothing wrong with making a ton of money. It's heaps of fun to make lots of money, and what's more, a business can not develop and grow if it doesn't make a healthy profit year in, year out. But it can't be the reason your business exists. It cannot be the reason for its existence for three reasons. First, 
it does not differentiate you from anyone else. Everyone wants to make money. So how does that help the customer make a decision about who's better for him or her? Second, your customers do not care about your need to make money. They truly, truly don't. (laughs) Sadly, but when was the last time you yourself actually did business with anyone because they told you that they needed to make more money? And thirdly, it means that, that it is never enough because you can always make more money. There's a, there's, a, there's a great book that's come out a little while ago by two people, John Mackey and Raichi Sodia. And Raichi Sodia also wrote a book called Firms of Endearment. And John Mackey, um, as you can see there on the, uh, on, the, on the cover of the book, is the um, CEO and the founder of Whole Foods Markets. And um, two years ago, the f- not the last financial year, but the year financial year before that, and I don't know what the current numbers are, but it certainly uh, it continues to grow. But um, the turnover of uh, of Whole Foods Markets was eighteen billion US dollars. Um, it's uh, organic and biodynamic grocery retail company in the states, and it's you know, it, and the best selling, and you know, the author of the, of of uh, of this book, and it's a New York Times best selling uh, best selling business book. It's spread all over the world in many translations as well. John Mackey says this: thinking that your business exists to make profit is like thinking that human beings eat uh, exist to eat food. Think about that. Thinking that your business exists to make profit is like thinking that people exist on this earth to eat food. Obviously, you and I, we all need to eat food, and good food's better than bad food, And um, but it's not the reason we exist, or at least I hope not. Um, we need to eat food to make good on our purpose in life, and so it is with business. We need The business needs to make profit. It needs to make cash and a fair bit of it as well, but the primary reason it needs profit is to allow it to fulfill on its true purpose. A very bad um, image of that uh, book cover. This is another book by a guy called Jim Collins, also a a very famous uh, business management guru. Um, And uh, uh, Jim Collins... Uh, goes into great detail about this topic um, in uh, in good to great and um, and uh, another another one of the greats is uh, Roy Spence. I mean, uh, Jim Collins talks about the hedgehog principles, which is um, you know a much more involved look at uh, at uh, at. Um, at how to find or create or define the purpose and we'll actually get back to that in the seven questions at the at uh, at the end but um another uh, another great uh, great of the genre is uh, Roy Spence who's uh, behind uh, uh some enormous uh, brands uh, marketing gurus and but behind some enormous brands like BMW and and, and uh, Southeast Airlines and uh, I think some of the IKEA campaigns and yeah lots of uh, major brands that you will have known and he uh, he wrote a book it's not what you sell it's what you stand for it's what you it's not what you sell it's what you stand for and and there's a famous um video uh, by a guy called Simon Sinek or Sinek he, uh, of, of a TED talk he also wrote a book uh, but um, 
<clears throat> the video of his TED talk is fantastic, and it's on the it's on the um, the resources page. Um, if you scroll down a bit further, you'll see there's a link to the video, uh, the YouTube video of Simon Sinek, and he talks about this in his in his um, in his book and in the TED Talk. People do not buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Go and watch the video because it will change your life. It's just amazing. Um, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. In other words, your customers want you to explain to them why your business exists, why what it's on this earth for and why they should care. Now, a lot of you at this stage are probably nodding and saying, yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough, but I'm okay because I know what sets me apart. I know what I'm good at. See, the problem is that I find that when I ask most small business owners um, if they know what the purpose of their business is or what is special about their business, they generally give me one of three of the following answers, if not all three. They say, we do great work for a great price with great customer service. And... I and in some variant of that, right? And I bet that if I ask all of you on this webinar tonight, pretty well all of you would respond with a variance of those three statements. Okay, so what's wrong with those uh, with those three statements? I hear you ask. I do do great work, and I do supply a great product, and I and I do do it for a great price, and I give great service to my clients. So what's wrong with that? Why is isn't that good enough purpose of my business? Um, fair enough question, right? But the problem is it's a motherhood statement. You know what a motherhood statement is? Motherhood and apple pie statement? Politicians are, in, are, are great fans of making motherhood statements. I am for motherhood. Well, yes, I think we probably all are. Um, and those three statements, great work, great price, great service, are motherhood statements. And they are because, <clears throat> oh, shouldn't have clicked that one yet. <laughs> your customers expect those three things as a minimum. Your customers expect great price, great service, great quality as an absolute minimum. Because when was the last time that you, as a, uh, you had a customer asking you if you could deliver average work at an, or average product at an average price with average service? Of course not. Those, those three are the minimum expectations your customers are looking for an awful lot more than just those three though and secondly what's more all your esteemed competitors say exactly the same thing they all say this we deliver a great work great price and great customers and and so what happens what happens if you're all saying we deliver great work great price great customer service what happens is this you're competing on price because that's the only thing the customer can then compare. And I promise you building a healthy small business on being the cheapest is a long, hard slug to nowhere. Um, to illustrate the point, I've, um, I've got some really simple examples of businesses that, um, that, have, um, that have uncovered amazing and deep purposes, and I'm going to share them with you here now. So, And some of those are from my clients and some are from elsewhere. There's... Um, there's an architect's business um, that I worked with, Architecture That Inspires. There's a furniture factory, the most beautiful tables in the world, BMW, and I don't know if you remember me mentioning um, 
uh, Roy Spence just before who wrote that book, um, It's Not What You Sell, It's What You Stand For. He was involved with this one, the BMW um, purpose statement to enable people to experience the joy of driving. Um, uh, there's a great supermarket business in uh, in Sydney that uh, I've had some involvement, or a lot of involvement with actually, and the purpose of their business is to make quality food shopping easy. To make quality food shopping easy. Um, let me think of another one that I recently I was recently involved with. Um, Um, uh. Oh, yes, a builder. The calmest building projects in Sydney. And this is mine, New Perspectives. Um, to help small business owners feel great about themselves and about their business by making business fun. To help small business owners um, feel great about themselves and about their business by making business fun. Oh, by the way, I see you can see on the screen that to be the best small supermarket in Sydney, that's the supermarket I was just talking about is actually the same one, but that the, when I, I haven't updated the slide, this was um, his initial some five or six years ago, the first statement, purpose statement that we came up with was that one to be the best small supermarket in Sydney and it had an enormous impact on his business, but he just recently, literally in the last um, couple of months, has um, has updated and changed his purpose statement to uh, be more focused on um, on quality food and, and about making it easy. But anyway, so that um, things can change and move around as well, right? Um, and let me give you a little bit of example about the second one, a bit, a bit of background about the second one. But um, that was the purpose of the purpose statement of a furniture factory in the inner west of Sydney, um, in Glebe, actually. And, um, and, you know, some of you other women I might remember if you were a Sydney cider um, and older than 12 years old, which I suspect that most of you are, um, you, might, uh, you might remember the business I refer to. You can still actually see some remnants of it because uh, um, in, in, on Glee Point Road near the rail overpass. Now, the business doesn't exist anymore because, um, because the owner actually uh, had enough and he made so much money, he sold, he closed the business, sold all his stock and uh, bought a boat and is sailing around the around the around the world and has done so for the last 20 years i think or 15 no not 20 15 or so um and um uh but you can still see the remnants there's a building there in uh, some big round arches and there's actually that statement the most beautiful tables in the world is still actually on the wall there if you look carefully but anyway i often drove past that showroom um the showroom of that uh, and, and, and the workshop of the of that guy uh, Nicholas Detton of his name. And the statement on the windows always caught my eyes every time I went past. And um, and it was fascinating to look up close because this business purpose to make the most beautiful tables in the world drove all the decisions and processes in the business. And, and, and once you set out, because once you set out to make the most beautiful tables in the world, um, once you really truly decide you're going to strive to make the most beautiful things in, tables in the world, then a lot of things suddenly become clear, right? Because there's suddenly no question about pricing. The most beautiful tables in the world could never be the cheapest tables, for example. And there's no question about how to select staff to make the most beautiful tables in the world. You have to have well-paid, highly skilled and passionate staff. And, and there can never be a question about the material that is selected to make the most beautiful tables in the world. You can't just pick up any piece of timber at Bunnings to make one of the most beautiful tables in the world either. So, And, and marketing decisions are so much easier to make, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, Nailing your colors to the mast with such clarity 
um, takes guts, but it also makes life so much simpler. And and from a marketing perspective, um, from a marketing perspective, it, it, you know, it really becomes quite easy to start conversations with potential customers. And if you if you were because if you were in the market for a table for your newly renovated home, for example, right? Wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you at least want to go and have a look at the most beautiful tables in the world? Of course you would. I mean, and I certainly did. And and I bought one of their tables um, somewhere between twenty and fifteen years ago, and and I sent two friends or clients of mine. I was a builder in those days, over to uh, to to Nicholas Nicholas Detmer's showroom because um, uh, people wanted to have a real amazing table in the new renovation that we built for him. And um, so now you you know. You can ask yourself, okay, well, how can you ever make a statement that you make the most beautiful tables in the world? What I mean, what does that actually mean? Well, what is beautiful, and what, what and, and and what you think is beautiful, I might consider ugly. And how do you measure those the most beautiful anyway, right? And that's fair questions, right? But the point about this whole exercise is this: it's about striving. The power of a purpose statement is a statement of striving for. It's a statement that defines an intention. It's actually a goal that can be achieved. Uh, uh, sorry, it's, it isn't actually a goal that can be achieved, but you can strive for it. You can always strive for it. You can ask yourself at any time in your day, you can ask yourself, this table that I or we are making at this moment that we're designing, that we're building, do I believe, do we believe that it is truly one of the most beautiful tables in the world? Now, if I or we cannot answer that question with a clear, ringing yes, then I'm not going to make the table and I won't sell it. Now, other people, you, know, you me, whoever, other people may decide that that particular table isn't what we consider the most beautiful table in the world. Because we may, you know, we may believe that the most beautiful table in the world has to be made from stainless steel and glass, for example. I don't know. Well, you know, you're making a table that's made from timber, but but, they, but we can't argue. I can't argue that you believe it to be the most beautiful table in the world. It's all about your belief and your clarity and your passion, and that's what people want to hear about. That's what people want to hear about. That's what Simon Sinek, Sinek means when he says people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Remember that one? Um, Simon Sinek has his TED Talk. They don't, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And um, <laughs> I think um, I also love that first example, the, the architect who decided to make the purpose of his business architecture that inspires. Uh, that is actually a client of mine here in Sydney. He and I came up with the expression of that purpose some four, four or five, no, six years ago, I think now. And it's truly changed the face of his business entirely. You'll find it on his website and all his staff have the statement hanging up near their desk. And the impact committing to this statement has been enormous. It isn't hard anymore for them to decide which jobs and which clients they want to work on. And decisions about fees and staff and about the quality of the work have become so much easier. And most important of all is that it's so much easier to know what to say no to. 
so much easier to, to say no to. And being able to say no is one of the most underrated business tools out there. And it's really quite wonderful to observe. And the two of us hit upon that statement. I actually hadn't foreseen what an enormous impact it would have on his business, his staff, and on himself. So it really was. And uh, if you want to know, if you want to find out more, feel free to send me an offline message. I'll connect you with uh, this architect to um, talk to him about it. Anyway, um, so let's move on um, because I can go on for days. Um, about this topic, and and um, I'll move to it. I'm too fast. We'll stay there for a moment. Um, yeah, I can go on for days. And you're probably thinking at this moment. I can probably hear you thinking. I can just hear it. Yep, it sounds nice, Roland. But is there actually any independently researched evidence to back up what you're saying, or is it just something that I've made up? Well, I'm really glad to ask you asked that. Because interestingly, this whole topic of the purposes business is one of the most comprehensively documented business management concepts of the last 20 years. Especially in academia, at, uh, the days of focusing on maximizing shareholder value as the primary purpose of business are numbered. Because, surprisingly, or at least from one perspective, surprisingly, it also turns out that some of the most profitable businesses worldwide, the businesses that make the most money for their owners and their shareholders long-term are actually the businesses that have absolute, absolute clarity about the deeper purpose of their business and how that relates to their clients. There's uh, the book that the second, the second author of that, uh, that uh, bright yellow book, Conscious Capitalism, the second author of that book was named Raj Sisodia. He wrote a book called uh, firms of endearment, and that's a study in um, 30 or so um, absolute 100% uh, purpose-driven companies, um, a long-term study, longitudinal long-term study, and it's, um, it's an ongoing study project. The book was published something like 10 years ago, but the project is, continues to go on to study the, the performance of these companies, and they are performing the stock market by some enormous factor. For example, it's just one example that uh, the companies in that uh, book, that red book, the good to great, uh, uh, similarly so. And see, this is the thing. Now, this, now the slide is relevant. Um, this is the funny contradiction. It's like it's, it's nearly like a Zen statement, a Zen Buddhist statement, like the sound of one hand clapping. By not focusing on profit, you actually make more of it. Don't look at it or it'll disappear. It's almost the opposite of what we're taught to expect or, or, or believe to be true, but it's, that's exactly how it works. Proven time and time again, many people all around the world, and what's more, it's proven at small and big business levels just as much. I've, I've personally seen a whole heap of small businesses that, um, that have taken this thinking to heart and have done and are still doing exceedingly well. Um, uh, the architect I mentioned, Probably one of the most um, most well-run architectural offices and, uh, and and profitably run architectural offices that you're ever likely to walk into. Um, the supermarket I talk to, they're having so much fun they don't know what to and they don't know what to do with the money either. It's uh, it's really quite amazing. Um, Now you probably have another. Um, uh, you probably have another burning, big burning question in the front of your mind. I can feel it burning from here, and that's this one. 
If what you are saying about the purpose of business being something entirely different from making money and that we shouldn't focus on profit as the most important aspect of our business, if um, if that is true, why do most business owners and managers and CEOs and investors still continue to focus on maximizing shareholder value as the prime motive, focus and motivator of business? And that is indeed a good question. And I believe that the reason is simply this. It's actually so much easier to talk about money. Money is such a simple thing to focus on and measure. All you need to do is is look at a single number and ask, do I have more today than I had yesterday? And if you do, you're doing all right. And if you don't, you aren't. You see, it's actually really hard to maintain a focus on something as tough as making the most beautiful tables in the world or the joy of driving. Every day, there's going to be temptations to compromise. It means having tough conversations, doing tough work and making tough decisions all the time. It takes absolute true courage to stick your neck out and say, from here forth, we only do architecture that inspires and we say no to anything that doesn't inspire. Because that means that if a project or a client walks in the door that isn't at some level inspiring, then we say no to it, even if we could have made lots of money from that project. It's all about courage. Courage is tough. That's why it's called courage, and not many people are prepared to be truly courageous. And what's more, people don't actually know that they need courage. Nobody teaches you that you need courage of this kind. Nobody te- the People don't realize that they need to be courageous People aren't because people aren't having these discussions enough in business, and especially not in small business. Nobody has these discussions. There might be some of these discussions starting to happen in MBA programs and stuff like that. But most small business owners don't do MBA programs before they start their business. And so we all regurgitate the old maxim that business exists to grow and make profit. And uh, and it's just silly. It's really just silly. I saw a post the other book, uh, the other day that the only, other, or the only organism that thinks that growth is good is a cancer organism. So, yes, cancer thinks that growth is uh, is, is good and um, and somehow business is uh, that's got to grow and make profit constantly as well. And it's just crazy. That's why it exists. Um, but it's it's crazy because I don't even donate money to charity because they tell me they need more money. I don't donate money to charity, and I, I'm sure you do too, because I believe what they believe in. I believe in what this charity stands for. So I certainly don't don't go and spend money with a business because I identify with their need to make profit. I mean, who's ever bought an apple because the person in the market told them that to buy their apple because they, you know, because they need money? I mean, you know, it doesn't happen. Um, I spend money with a particular business because they offer something I want because I trust them and because I get what they exist for and what drives them and what they stand for. And then if after they've satisfied my needs, they happen to make a lot of money as well, I'm perfectly okay with that. So I told you I can talk about this topic forever, and um, and I can get very about excited about it too. Um, but uh, So I need a little bex and a lie down now. So <laughs> let's calm down with one of the business bedtime stories. But before I go, because I've been rattling on for a while, any questions? Any questions, please type them in. If not, then we'll go straight to the bedtime story. Let me have a sip of my tea. Wet my whistle. So, bedtime story. 
Here we go. Imagine you're all going to bed and I'm tucking you in, making you nice and comfortable. I'll sit on your bedtime side. Um, on the side of your bed. Thanks, Jeff. And, um, uh, and lay back and listen to the story. Because this is the story of John. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, in a country not unlike Australia, Australia, I worked with a small business owner called John. And John was an electrician, not quite like that man, um, and John had an electrical contracting business. And John was quite proud of his business, but John felt that his business had been drifting aimlessly from job to job for some time. His customers and his staff were not particularly engaged with the business either. And one day, John and I realized that because John himself wasn't particularly clear on what the business was about or where, why it existed, he could hardly ask anybody else to be engaged with it either, right? And hence, over a period of some weeks, we went through a process to unearth what John himself was really all about, why he did what he did, what engaged him, and hence what the purpose of his business was, his company was. One day, in the middle of a conversation, John's face lit up, and I could see him smile from ear to ear. What he'd realized was that what drove him more than anything else was safety. He couldn't sleep at night unless he knew that all his customers were sleeping safely too. The idea that any of his electrical installations might not be 100% safe would keep him up at night. We honed in on this insight and clarified it in the statement, you're in safe hands. And suddenly things started to fall into place. The whole direction and focus of the business became clear. John was able to communicate this purpose of safety and being in safe hands to his staff and engage them in it. All his language with customers and on his website and other collateral became about his passion for safety. John knew he was on the right track with his purpose one day when one of his staff, his foreman actually, I remember it really well, came up to him and he said, you know, you're always talking and going on about that we're, you know, we're about total safety and that our customers are in safe hands. Well, if that's so, don't you think we ought to stop using those cheap circuit breakers? Chinese circuit breakers, where they were at that time anyway. Um, there's the circuit breakers from now on. And John stopped and went, wow, yeah, that's right. So now a few years later, it's hard to recognize John's business. The brand and the purpose have become one, and everyone associated with the company lives the purpose every day. And John and his staff and his customers lived happily and safely ever after the end. So before I'm going to talk about the lessons from John, I want you to go to your worksheet and um, and what I would like you to do is to write down your own top takeaways on your worksheet. What's come up from you, up for you from everything that you've heard me bang on about now? What did you think when listening to John's bedtime story? What about the idea of making the world's most beautiful tables or you're in safe hands or helping people experience the ultimate joy of driving? How does that strike you? What are the top three insights or learnings that you've got from this webinar so far, or maybe maybe they're more questions than insights. What are your top three questions? Please, you know, go ahead, go ahead, write them down on your worksheet or any piece of paper that you've got there, um, and I will give you a minute to write before I go uh, before I go on and give you my insights.
So keep, feel free to keep on writing, of course. Um, and, of course, we'd love to hear some of those insights or questions. Um, and so, yeah, feel free to type them in. Um, and if appropriate, I'll, um, I'll share them with the group. So while you still continue to write... Oh, sorry. These are my insights. Uh, the insights I'd like to take. I'd like you to take away. So, first of all, I talked about how making money can't be the abiding purpose of your business because it doesn't help to differentiate you because your customers don't care and because there are more important things to achieve in life. So crucial, those three. Um, um, Yes. Okay, I'll get back to that one in a moment. Um, sorry about that. That was a comment that um, somebody put down. We'll get back in a minute. Uh, second, the second insider. I talked about that competing on price is not a great strategy to build a business on. Third, that to avoid having to compete on to avoid having to compete on price, you need to be clear about the purpose of your business. And that the purpose of your business, this is fourth, um, it has to relate to your customers' needs as much as to your own, your own passions. Fifth, I talked about how doing great work for a great price with great customer service doesn't cut it as a statement of purpose because everybody says that and that you need courage to do anything else, to state anything else. And then I went through a number of examples of great purpose statements and how a client of mine found his statement of your in safe hands. And Jeff says, let's see, in my case, how we care about the care, uh, the care and elder relationship. Um, so is, that a, is there a question in that? I'm not 100% sure if you were just sharing your insight that, um, that it's a statement. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. So yes, um, that's, that's, that's perfect. I'll uh, just, I'll give some background for everybody else on the call. Um, so Jeff is involved in uh, aged care, and um, and so if I if I understand Jeff, um, he's saying that the purpose of his business is about the uh, the the relations the relationship between the carer and the elder. That's a powerful uh, powerful point to start with, and now the trick is to go and to do is to go and define the quality or the intensity or the or the the quality is probably the, the best way to go about that relationship. Um, and so also there was a question of John from John in Melbourne. Um, uh, John says, I found, I thought, thought, I think, thought about this before, but I found it really hard to get beyond good price, good quality, good service. And I'm not sure how to go about finding something else. And yeah, look, that's 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 a great question, John, and it is um, probably one that a lot of you have in mind. And uh, but I suppose rest assured, we're gonna I'm gonna help you find the easiest steps to uncover your purpose before we finish. You're not gonna find your purpose here while we're on this webinar. That would be pretty amazing if you did. But we are going. Um, we uh, we. I am going to make it a little easier for you, um, Julia. <coughs> Julia, a light suddenly went on. That's great. We like lights going on. Um, 
I realized that having a clear and deep purpose of the business means it's so much easier to know what to say no to. Yeah, that's oh, that's great, Julia. That's, I mentioned it um, briefly um, uh, in the story about the architect being able to say no. Um, but yeah, it's one of the most important reasons to be clear about the purpose of your business. It's it's so you know what to focus on and what not to focus on. Saying no is incredibly powerful. Um, I've seen businesses totally transformed by being able to say no. Um, David, Central Coast, so we're everywhere today. Um, yes, David, um, I've had an IT business for a few years and I always thought, um, you know, focusing on, I've always focused on profit and what's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with it, David. Absolutely nothing. If it's working for you, if it's working for you, all power to you, honestly. If your business is performing how you want it to and you're having as much fun in your business as you want to have and your business sustains you, great stuff, good for you. I'm, well, why would I? I mean, absolutely. No, it's great. If it works for you, fantastic. But I suppose all I'm saying is that for most businesses and most business owners, um, it's actually much more effective in the long run and much more fun to focus on something else, something bigger and deeper and uh, first and foremost. Um, and, and the outcome of doing that is shown everywhere in the world to be more profit anyway. So as I said before, it's the sound, this, this end statement, the sound of one hand clapping. Don't focus on it. If, um, if you focus on it, it tends to uh, it tends to be limited. It tends to get limited, and if you don't focus on it, you tend to get more of it. It's the wonderful conundrum. Um, it's like when I used to <laughs> when I used to have a meditation teacher, and I used to get um, I used to have these sessions with the meditation teacher, and uh, he would always at the beginning of the session remind me and the people <laughs> the people that were there. Until I literally started, I ran out of the room screaming. Well, no, that's exaggeration. But anyway, <laughs> he used to he used to say, "Now remember, the one thing we're not trying to do is we do not try to meditate." And I would go, "Oh God, please! How can I deal with that? I come here to meditate, and you're telling me not to meditate to be able to meditate." So it's the same. It's the it's the same conundrum. Focus on making money, and you won't make as much of it. Um, so let's move on. <clears throat> Um, I want to give you some assistance in in helping you learn how to uncover the purpose of your business and 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 actually use the term uncover rather than create or develop. And I do that quite deliberately because I believe that the deeper purpose of your business always actually already exists, but you just haven't become conscious of it and you certainly haven't verbalized it. So the process I want to encourage you to go through instead of uncovering rather than creating and that changes the way you think about it because that can encourage a curiosity mindset the, the question oh, i wonder where it might be hiding i wonder where i'll find it so the seven question to ask seven questions to ask yourself to uncover the deep purpose of your business and you need to ask yourself those seven questions and answering these questions in order will give you some amazing clarity on your business purpose i promise you and so these are the seven questions. First, what are my five most important personal values as they relate to my business? My five top personal values as they relate to my business. And values are things like 
honesty, um, integrity, competitiveness, uh, beauty, nature, you know, whatever. That's, that's their, their value words. The second is, um, what core beliefs, core beliefs do I hold about my business and my industry? That's a, that's not quite as easy to uh, to define, but it's um, yeah, it's all about what what do I believe? Core beliefs do I have about you know, my industry, my profession, my customers, the needs of my customers, the shortcomings of the industry, the what's really powerful and goes well with the industry. So, what core beliefs do I hold? Third question is, what do I get really excited about in my business? What do I get out of bed for? What I passionate about um, the fourth and the fifth question and then the seventh question the fourth and the fifth question uh, are essentially the questions from that red book that I mentioned before good to great by Jim Collins the hedgehog questions that I you might remind remember me mentioning the first of the hedgehog questions is and it's the first chapter of my book um, what do I want my business to be the best in the world at? The second of the hedgehog questions, question number five. Oh no, so that's not that's not a hedgehog question. Sorry, uh, it's actually question three was the hedgehog question. Sorry about that. The question about passion is one of the hedgehog questions. Confused the hell out of you now, haven't I? Um, question. So question four is: What do I want my business to be the best in the world at? What do I strive to be the best in the world at? Number five is. Who are my ideal customers? Number six is what are those ideal customers' needs? What do they need or want? What do my ideal customers need or want that they are not that they are not getting at present or not getting well enough at present? They're not well enough met at present their needs. And then the last one: How can I address all of these six questions about? And develop a long-term, sustainable, profitable business model. Business model around them. That obviously is a critical one as well. But all seven, um, all seven need to be addressed. But you can't address seven until you know, question seven until you've addressed one through to six in that order. So those are the questions you have to ask yourself and answer. And they're not. They're, I mean, they're clearly not easy questions to answer, right? I mean, they're going to take some soul searching and possibly some brainstorming and digging digging around with others, but that's how you're going to get to the bottom of it. And so the worksheet that is um, part of this webinar has those questions on them as well. Uh, you would have seen by now. And uh, besides the webinar worksheet, there is also another worksheet on the resources page for you to download. It's designed to help you actually answer those seven questions, uh, especially the first uh, three, I think. And so I suggest you download it as well and work uh, through it with the seven questions. You know, let me just check that worksheet. I just I don't want to tell you that it's there. If um, yeah, it's it's the values. It's the uh, what to get you out of bed and the beliefs. Yep, and customers' needs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a really useful worksheet, um, and it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's on your uh, on the resources page. So, sorry, moving along. I just 
Somebody was confused. I wanted to make sure that it was there. Um, so, yeah, please download it. As I said, these, these are not likely to be questions that, you, that are going to be able that you're going to be able to answer off the top of your head, right? They're, they're, they're questions that take a while to answer, and you have to marinate on them, and you have to brainstorm them. So, before we go to taking action, let's have a look at the top takeaways. Just before, there's some space on your worksheet. Um, uh, to write them down. What are the top three insights? I've asked that, asked that, asked that before. Um, please take some more time to write down what you've uh, what you've got out of here, out of this so far. Questions, comments, insights, and feel free to share them again. Got a couple of questions already that are waiting for answers. Um, just tell you once more the top. These are my top insights. Um, money is not the purpose of your business. Competing on price sucks. Unless you're clear on your purpose, you can only compete on price. And that's a dog's game. Uh, the purpose has to relate to your customer. Great work, great price, great service, and minimum expectations. Takes courage to, me to, to, to commit to a deep purpose and stick to it and to uncover your purpose. You've got to start with your values, your beliefs, and your passions, and ask the seven questions. Um, yes, yeah. so we've got um, David. David, 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 yes. Um, there's, uh, David's saying the same question, really interesting. Um, Fancy idea of uh, the values, finding the values challenging. Well, that's that worksheet that I, I just double-checked. Um, that's available on the resources page, you know, the tiny.cc purposeful page at the top of the chat window. Go there. Um, you'll see a number, uh, number of links. We know the webinar worksheet link. Um, and that purpose and pa uh, passion and value worksheet is, uh, is one of them to help you to find those. I'm sure you'll find that useful process and it's simple and easy to do. Um, Julia, Julia thinks it's presumptuous to talk about um, best in being the best in the world. And one of the seven questions about being best in the world. Um, and, and and yeah, look, it's a great point, Julia. Um, because yeah, because how you go about how you go about measuring best in the world anyway, right? But what, what I refer to is this: See, best in the world for small business, and first of all, for small business owners, best in the world stands for your world. So, if you're a plumber operating in the eastern suburbs of your city, um, you know, the eastern suburbs of Sydney or Melbourne or whatever, you know, um, or Timbuktu, um, your world. Is the eastern suburbs of your Sydney, the eastern suburbs of Sydney, of Timbuktu. And the best in the world refers to a striving for rather than a statement of achievement, if that makes sense. So, especially in small business, you can strive to be the best in the world at something. I have no doubt that you'll know what kind of things you need to strive for in order to become the best in the world. It's what, it's what you define it to be, right? If you're a plumber and you strive to give the best customer service in the western suburbs of Perth, what does that mean? Does that mean that you're never more than five minutes late for an appointment, for any appointment, for example? Um, 
Is that uh, trusted? Um, does that answer your question, Julia? So, uh, if not, feel free to pop your hand back up. Um, so, if you have any other burning questions, hold on to them now because um, I don't know, we'll type them into your chat window and we'll get back to them later or otherwise via email. We need to move on. Um, so, I think that one was meant to be there, or was I? Oh, yes, sorry. But we're now here again. That slide, we've had it be once before. Um, in a moment, we're going to get to some suggested actions. But before we go there, I mentioned before that I want to make it as easy as possible to avoid this feeling. I want to help you. Uh, help you. I want to make it as easy as possible to get out of this feeling of overwhelm because there's too much to focus on. Um, that's my commitment. That's what I'm here for. So, I asked you. I asked you before to focus and write down what is your most pressing issue at this moment, your biggest challenge in your business right now, and to have a look at that. And um, this is my favourite slide for someone who's got a most pressing issue. Um, I trust that um, yours is bigger than the problem with the sandwich. So is that still your most pressing issue or has something else come up? Just check in with yourself. And this is the deal. I want to help you overcome or take find a way out of that most pressing issue so with some simple, effective steps forward in relation to that big challenge. I want, I want to make it as easy as possible for you to take the next step, so easy that it's a no-brainer. And that's and this is how easy as I can make it. What you're going to get is this. This is what I'm going to give you. You're going to get a business health check if it's appropriate for your business. An online business health check survey, and you'll get a seven-page seven report to go with that. You get the copy of um, well, the first or rather my newest and latest Ten Truths book, uh, the Ten Truths for Making Business Fun. You're going to get a hard copy of that if you uh, if we meet face to face or if I can email or if I can mail it to you. Um, then we're going to do a one-on-one -on -one coaching session of um, 75 minutes via Skype, ideally, or in my office here in, uh, in Elizabeth Bay. Um, but Skype is uh, fantastic for these sessions. Um, and we're going to, uh, we're going to, um, we're going to um, deal with that, uh, with that, most pressing issue, and you're going to walk away with some powerful, renewed focus and one or more simple action steps that will move you past that most pressing issue and out of the feeling of overwhelm. And all you have to do to get started is to simply make a donation of $100 only, or more if you like to, I mean, of course, to my favorite charity, the Wayside Chapel in Sydney. And it, because it's truly the most fun and most effective charity donation that you've ever made in your life. Um, I've um, uh, I've repeated the offer, of course, on your worksheet, um, and uh, the link's there, and all you've got to do is make the donation. So right back to the grind. Um, we had the big insights. Money's not these ones, remember. Money's not the purpose. Competing on price sucks. Unless you're clearing your purpose, you can only compete on price. The purpose is to relate to your customers. Great work, great price, great service, and minimum expectations. It takes courage. And... To uncover your purpose, start with your values, your beliefs, and your passion, and ask the seven questions. So let's take action. Ain't nothing going to change if you ain't take no action. I can guarantee you that. So here's a, this, the, at the resources page, there are a number of resources that you can download and follow. 
you've already got the the worksheet. Get as many copies of that as you like, of course. Um, and these are the things I would like you to do next, or I suggest that you do next. First of all, and this is the crucial bit, over the next few days, set some time aside. Set some time aside to get into this. Be sure to do that. If you don't set some time aside to do something with what we've just been talking about, what you've learned, the information I've given you today, in the next few days, then coming on this webinar has been a waste of your time. Plain and simple, really is. The only thing that ultimately makes any difference is what actions you take. So look at the worksheet. There's a resource, the, the resources on the landing page. There's the resource on the landing page called the Passion and Purpose Worksheet. It's really easy to use. And it makes answering the seven questions a lot easier. It's what I referred David to before. Um, and I, no, all of you. So make sure you download it. And this is what these are the suggested actions. Make time, as I said. Now watch that Simon Sinek video. It's uh, 15 minutes. It will change your life. The passion and purpose tool, the worksheet, put put somewhere between half an hour and an hour aside to complete the worksheet. Um, download the article uh, on which this webinar is based and read it. Make a first at attempt at answering those seven questions in draft form. Don't think that you're going to get it all uh, get them all answered, but start with it. Process, start the process, and then involve someone else to brainstorm and draft and start the process of drafting a first sentence or paragraph about the purpose of your business. And and I'd love you to send it to me and I'd really like to see those sentences and I would love to give you some feedback on what you come up with because it's, as I said, it's my favorite topic. And, um, and then finally, I'm going to ask you to do something weird. It's called scaling or relative scaling. Um, it's a really powerful met method to help people get unstuck and help people find really small steps actions to, to you know to move a big project forward so there is a worksheet uh, a scale on your worksheet i believe or otherwise draw a you know simple scale like that from zero to ten on your worksheet and we'll call it your master of purpose scale and ten on the scale i said you are totally purpose driven in your business with a capital p all decisions and actions are based on and around your purpose and zero on the scale is the opposite what number would you give yourself on that scale today as it is today? Next question, ask yourself this. What do I need to do? What can I do this coming week to move one small increment up my master of purpose scale? What is one specific small action that I can take that moves me one small increment up the master of purpose scale? From 6 to 6.1, for example. So get your diary out and then book that specific action or action in your diary next week. And finally, ask yourself the same question next week. And that's it for this webinar. Please make sure you do these actions, especially the scaling exercise. This is not going to take much time at all. It really won't. Um, and it will, it will change your life. It really will. And don't forget the special offer. The links, um, the link to the done, the, the link. Bleh, any other questions? Yes, the link is on your worksheet. Sorry, it's um, HTTP or www.thewaysidechapel.com, uh, and then just follow the donations link. 
um, you will get a mountain of value insights um, uh, and learning from the health check and the report and uh, and the first book and the session. There's actually a couple of people on this call who have already taken up the offer previously. And, um, well, you can't hear them, but I'm sure they're nodding at the moment to tell you that it's really good value. <laughs> and, of course, the Wayside's going to love you too. So any more questions, any last questions at this moment? Um, if you take nothing else away from, you know, ask yourself the question, how can I become a little bit more purpose-driven in my business next week? Try it out. I know you're going to be surprised. You really will. Um, about the impact it will have. Um, and, um, yes, uh, comment here. A lot of work to get a succinct, sustainable phrase, but it'll be my goal. Very good stuff. Things wrong. Yes, it is. It's worth the effort. Let me assure you. It's so powerful. It truly change your life. So thanks everyone. That was great. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to email me with any comments and, um, and I hope to speak to you all soon one way or another i'm going to turn the recording off now if you have a question you'd like to ask if you don't want to be recorded um oh no that's not the one idea that's the recording button